Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello, my name is Gary Mansfield, and this is the Ministry of Arts podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by bagging these bongos. episodes in and that music still puts a smile on my face. All this week from Friday the 23rd of September through to Sunday the 25th we're going to be promoting the Ministry of Arts podcast at the New Artist Fair which is at the Truman Brewery just off Brick Lane. So if you happen to be passing pop in and say hi. There's going to be hundreds of artworks from dozens of artists and the beauty of an art fair is the artist is standing next to their work. What a beautiful way to engage right? Well, today I'm speaking to a member of an art collective called Edgar Arts. I met them in the summer at the Talented Art Fair and, for me, their work really stood out. They're fundamentally free tattoo artists who also produce paintings on, well, canvas, MDF, galvanised steel, whatever the subject requires, really. And the studio of Edgar Arts definitely reflects that. When you walk into their studio, each artist has their own area, which has their tattoo bench. Also, a couple of easels. When they're not creating with ink and a needle, they're using a brush and paint. Their work probably works so well together because they're long-term friends that work together in an open studio and various influences bleed from one artist to the next. As I mentioned, Edgar Arts consists of three artists. That is Luke, Matt and Jay. Unfortunately, only Luke was available on the day I visited the studio. But as you can imagine, because they work in such close confines and have known each other for years, each of them knows the other inside out anyway. So please, come and join me and Luke from Edgar Arts. This afternoon, I'm at Edgar Arts in North Essex on the Essex Suffolk border. And I'm here with Luke. Could you tell us what and who is Edgar Arts? Uh, so it started off with me as Luke Edgar. We've got Matthew Huggett and Jay Goodwin. 
we all tattoo and we all produce different types of art basically so my work mostly consists of work on metal um, and working into it of putting down thin layers and then scratching through the surface with as many different tools as I can um, so tattooing the metal scratching it with needles electric sanders anything that can get through the metal basically and just a constant experiment um, with that and then trying to pull some of that back into actually tattooing people and techniques so Edgar Arts an art yeah. studio or yeah. a tattoo studio well it's both but we wanted it to be an art studio that you get tattooed in basically so it was like <laughs> you know we didn't want it to be a, a shop we're quite off the beaten track as well yeah you you have to be able to find us as you found we've, we've come in here you yeah. know but it's uh yeah we just want it to be a space that's a creative space that's like the room's constantly moving you know it's not it's definitely not decorated it's a room it's a working it's a working room yeah. you know um so and i think it keeps the creativity there with, with all of us because matt works on he's currently working on mdf and then scratching through it um, and carving, and then Jay work, uh, does the oil on canvas and is learning to tattoo. But being surrounded by it every day is kind of, as opposed to having a, an art studio and a tattoo studio, it's constantly, yeah. it's constantly ticking as so well. Was so, tattooists who also created artwork, or was it artists who also tattooed? Well, well, it started off. You know, my whole childhood was all drawing and painting and everything like that. But I knew I wanted to tattoo from like super early age, really. So it was they they both came together, like it, and it was it's the same thing. It's almost like working in pencil or paint and then tattoo. You know, it's just another medium. And it's and you no, know, recently been changing a lot of like the way I'm thinking about tattooing as almost not wanting to put imagery on people, yeah. but try and create like look at the body as a whole yeah you know rather than okay can i have this on my arm can i have that it, i think as well through doing like full-size figures it's more trying to look at like the textures not not that there's video but like i'm working on uh, a portrait of um my brother kerry and almost like the textures going through her leg it's like it uh, and, and her arm be interesting to just fill up a body yeah. and and to change a body completely you know, almost make them like a different species, <laughs> in a way. And they do but, look like, from my perspective, yeah, they do look like tattoos on metal. Yeah. Aluminium, is it? Uh, this is galvanized steel. So you know, that, that's the way these new pieces have, have been going. So it's kind of, I've done a lot of studying of like the sort of old master paintings of glazing. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of. You can see that there. Yeah, it's a form of that, but like without using any white, yeah. basically. So like I'm only using like pure pigments, um, at like pigments of colour and black, basically, and just building up really thin layers, but then tattooing through it to get to the the next layer underneath, if that makes sense. And your canvas, um, well, if we can call it that, yeah, is possibly six foot by. Three foot, seven foot by Yeah, yeah, these ones, uh, so the biggest ones are seven foot, but then this triptych is like ten foot wide by seven foot tall, this one that's behind there. So, yeah, because I think as well with part of that is through tattooing, I feel like, is working on a body and making it work as an entire body makes me feel like I want these to be human-sized. Yeah. 
yeah if you know what i mean like to be kind of absorbed by it a little bit um so yeah the scale has been playing a big part in in it recently and it's got a lot of weight visually hasn't it i mean you can see the steel anyway but um yeah you can see from a distance that it's it's not canvas it is heavy it has got a visual and actual weight yeah well and that that's partly like that i like that they're not delicate like a tattoo that you i'm putting it in your skin and then you get to live the rest of your life and it's not going anywhere you know it's the same kind of thing with this is i I feel like i don't want to work on something that's delicate you know i want it to be this solid this solid thing but i've only really been working on portraits since my daughter was born yeah so i think it was more seeing that you know that kerry made a whole person it kind of made me feel like right i want to see if i can uh, make a person basically with this and thinking of it more sculptural you know and i think as well where i'm breaking through the layers it's almost like a micro sculpture in a way because it is it is sculpture all painting sculpture obviously isn't it because of the layers but trying to think of it more in that way the materials that you use yeah it looks like from from just from here it looks like there's three or four different materials that you've used yeah on the one of your daughter that we're looking at yeah what materials have you used on there um so the base of that was when i was experimenting with using water as um as a mask yeah so that was so that's rain so i i I let you know if it's raining i make sure i'm at the studio so that i can be there when it stops (laughs) so that i lay all my paintings out and then and then i can spray over the top of the rain so it's kind of of that time then as well it's like of that season um so spray paint as a base then thin layers of oil paint and then applied how with brush or uh yeah that that's with a brush sometimes i'll use sticks to kind of um like put a load of oil paint on a on a stick you can't really see uh, i think a lot of, oh a lot, uh, and then i've got self-portrait here and a lot of that was done like with, with gloves and then just covering my hands in gloves uh, sorry covering the um the gloves in paint and then trying to smear it smear it that way so it's sort of trying to it's all about putting paint down and then trying to take it off um but in lots of different ways basically so like trying to take it off while it's still wet while it's halfway dry while it's completely dry um so whether i'm pulling it off with gloves or i'm taking it off with a tatting machine sanding it or you know so they are paintings but there isn't much painting that's very... De- the, painting, the painting bit is like literally me just putting down a layer yeah. and then taking it off, yeah. you know. Um, do you do portraits in your ink work, as in, oh, rather, in your tattoo work? I have done. I have done a lot of portraits. Um, but currently, I'm sort of more focused on trying to, I don't know, trying to make, yeah, say I don't know how what the best way to say. It. I'm tattooing an MMA fighter at the moment, and it's it's the thing of it, we're almost trying to make him like the idea was to make it a um, an armor all over him, but almost like an ectoskeleton or an exoskeleton, yeah, yeah, you nice. know, and, and to be able to be stood away uh, on the other side of the cage to him, and it's like what the fuck is that <laughs> that's standing in front of me, you yeah. know? So it, it's almost trying to transform a body in a way. Yeah. I'm, I'm sort of more interested in at the moment i still love doing something like portraits but i feel like i just uh, currently i want to be able to take over a a body and make it like 
a different thing you know like uh, you know that's one of the things i like about tribal tattooing is if you'd never seen someone covered in tribal you know if, if you'd never seen a polynesian yeah. warrior before and then you see that it's almost like you'd see them as a different species yeah. You know, it's, I don't want to do tribal tattooing, but I want to have that essence and of that it. Feel, yeah, yeah. that's what that's what interests me at the moment. Trying to trying to push that, and I'm lucky that, and still having imagery within that, but almost like it's it's built into you and then becoming part of your skin. So yeah. there's no like real necessarily hard edges in it. Um, but I'm lucky that a lot of people are open minded, and we get to talk about this stuff and yeah. and really go through it. So you say beforehand, that, you, you know. Say that you um, use an entire person's body to yeah. put your ink on. Your wife has just left, and she said she had no tattoos before she That's met it. you. Yeah. And uh, from I could just like with a t-shirt, yeah. and I could see she had three or four tattoos there. Yeah, yeah. So is that the canvas that you're speaking of? <laughs> yeah, that's definitely that's definitely one of them. If you look through our living room window, there will be a tattoo bed up. <laughs> and we, we we look at a portrait of your wife here. Yeah. And I can't see any tattoos on her yeah. body on on this one, which is yeah. she's laying down in a sort of semi fetal position. Yeah. Um, with a, a top on, and you can see a, a leg from the thigh down and a arm from the shoulder down. Yeah. I can't see any tattoos on there. Have you left them off, or they will be on? Okay. But now is the kind of um, the interesting bit of whether. So at the moment, I'm sort of thinking of it as. Like looking at um, a lot of like three D modeling and, and things like that, where they'll they'll create like almost a net of the per- uh, of a yeah, of a figure, yeah, yeah. you know. So that's kind of the way I've worked with this is to create a base <clears throat> a base sculpture and then and then light it in glazes. So I will tattoo it, but now it's it's doing it of like, do I tattoo or of how far we are already or do I finish her tattoos <laughs> basically <laughs> so that she knows know. what's, to, yeah. what's to come there's your design <laughs> but I think I'll do it as as we are now because then it's sort of like a little snapshot of, yeah. and by the time I actually tattoo it it'll end up being different you know um, and they're all very dark even yeah. the portrait that I'm looking at that is on a on a sheet of steel yeah with, with the raw steel in the background yeah. that's very dark very menacing and atmospheric is that because of tattoo? Do you know what? I think um, like I didn't really notice it until I started showing my work more and then people are kind of like, are you, are you okay? You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think a lot of it actually is I, um, I work at night. So I feel like they're kind of like nighttime. Like I, I, colour I find interesting when the colour is almost completely sucked out you know and, and really trying yeah. to study colour in that way of um, you know if I'm walking to my studio looking at what does that bit of grass look like in the daytime and then what does it look like at night time and it's like it's that uh, it's, not green, is it? no. it's not green anymore it's like it, it's there's green under it but then it's almost like there's just this black film over the top of yeah. it you know so it's trying to find find that I, I kind of want it to be that bit of it's just colour. Oh, yeah. The, the colour's just showing through. Um, I mean, I think there's got to be some relationship with your tattoo work. Yeah. Because in the studio, we've got three lots of work out. And yeah. You know, it's, it's the three that you mentioned earlier. Because if I turn around and look at Jay's work, yeah. Jay's work is traditional oil paints. Yeah. Um, but obviously with a contemporary feel. Yeah. I think I don't think it'd take much to realise that he 
tattoos as well. Yeah. And with Matt's work, yeah. he's he's work that I'd seen previously. He uses red a lot as a background. Yeah. Um, his new work, as you say, he's carving into MDF. Um, but you can still see a tattoo relationship in his work as well as Jay's. Yeah, it's interesting because when we've shown work before, quite a lot of people have come up and said like, oh, wouldn't that look interesting as a tattoo? Yeah. And we say like, oh, we are tattoo artists. Uh, oh, okay, so that's, that's quite that's quite interesting yeah. that, that it does seep through, you know, and it's kind of, I think it's trying to break the barrier sometimes that people can differentiate between tattooing and um, and I suppose like a traditional painting because it's, it's ultimately the same thing that your brain's doing, you know. Um, it's, I don't know, sometimes people might, may think of a tattoo as being a lesser thing, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose it depends who you are, but it's... Yeah, a few years ago, possibly. Yeah, I think it's changing. Because it? well, to me, it's that thing of, you know, it's, it's not, you know, you're going to put this on your body and then you're going to live with it for the rest of your life and... Yeah. You, live, you let me have a limb or something, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. quite a compliment to let for, for that. But, yeah, no, I, I really love the way Matt's work's going at, at the moment. It's going in, in some interesting directions. where It's becoming sculpture, basically, isn't it? Does he cut that up in here? He does, yeah. And he, he just uses a, a hand scribe, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's using um, tools similar to, like, that you'd use in lino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff like that but he's going to start going uh, it's interesting as well because his dad was a carpenter so now he's going back to that kind of fundamentals nice. of, of yeah. wood so I think he's actually going to start using traditional tools in that way um, well when I saw Edgar Arts showing before which is obviously all three of you showed together yeah um, he had woodcut prints didn't he yeah and yeah they were they were properly impressive and uh, so they, it come from that basically because he was doing these prints, um, you know, carving into wood or carving into lino, then printing them on paper. Then he was like, I like that he liked the lino and the wood better than the print. Yeah. So then it, it was it it just seemed more interesting. He was keeping keeping them, and we was if we're talking about the work, we end up looking at that more than the print. So it turned into let's actually make something from that. Nice. Which is which is. Interesting, and it's got a similar again with ta- like bringing it to tattooing. It has a similar cutthroat thing that tattooing does. Of yeah. when I make a mark, it's there, it's permanent. There's no, there's no going back. Which is interesting from the way Jay works. Is there? He mostly works black and black and white kind of figurative oil paintings, and he can work. He will work on one of them paintings for two or three months. But he can slowly chip away at it, and if you know, he he will layer. Say, if, you know, an area is too dark, then he will lighten it, or an area, you know, or vice versa. But with tattooing, he has to work in a different way. Um, his darks, his his work, he, he works light and shade. He concentrates a lot on the shade, doesn't he? Again, for atmosphere, like like yourself and uh, Matt's work that we're looking over. Well, one in particular, but one of the red ones and the carved. Um, surface both of those are very dark as well so it is that dark atmosphere that's emanating from from the studio so it must be the tattoos yeah and I think working together 
and constantly seeing it's funny as well because we always say it's like passing ships in the night we don't always work <laughs> we're, we're not always painting at the same time yeah. almost quite rarely usually we're in on our own and we one of us will take over the studio uh, well, well probably me or matt will take over the studio because jace what sticks to his bit and is quite he's the tidier one me and matt will take over especially matt <laughs> but um i think Can they all work Jay is the tidier one, definitely. Right. But it makes sense of his work. work yeah, and then it's quite funny because I feel like when we've shown our work, it almost looks like a progression of Jay's work is pretty tight. Matt's work can be, I say loose is the wrong word, but just maybe a bit more out there. And then mine's like somewhere in the middle, you know? And it, it's sort of all of us as as people as well. So... Um, but yeah, it's interesting seeing our work feed off of each other because constantly talking about ideas or even like we have lots of lots of books in here and we always leave books open on each other's sort of um, workspaces and we don't necessarily talk about the books but we have conversations through the images, yeah. leaving them on there every night. So I think Jay's work being light and shade, yeah. it's genuinely the female form yeah. and they are quite seductive to the eye aren't they there's a lot of eye contact with um with the sitter does he work from photo or life or both both yeah both usually um and a lot of the time as well he'll work from multiple photographs so there'll be 20 different photographs and it'll be like you know i like the nose from that i like the shoulder from that i like you know so they kind of yeah yeah, they they start starting that way. Usually, it's in, it's an interesting process. I've I've learned a lot through watching him, and um, I've definitely stolen a lot of techniques <laughs> because he's a he's a real technician. Uh, in he really understands how to how to move paint, yeah. you know, and yeah. and understands all. You know, if he's not painting, he's studying painting. So I get to steal everything from him, basically. <laughs> Oh. So we're sitting here just with one member of the trio. I'll be asking you questions, but I'll also ask you questions about them if yep. you know the answers. Yeah. So if we work our way round to you from Jay, how did Jay get into art? Any idea? Because I'm, I know that he comes from a similar area to where I come from in East London, Essex. Art really isn't on the curriculum for, for most kids around there. Yeah. Did he grow into it, walk into it? Or? Well, he'd done, he done a lot of it as a kid and then kind of went in other directions and, you know, still sketched along the way yeah. but didn't necessarily paint. Um, and then later on in his life started to, to pick it up again and uh, and then just went full, full pelt and does this full time now, nice. you know. Um, so, it, but it's always been on the back burner, yeah. you know. It's always kind of... Because it's an interesting thing where um, Kerry, my um, my other half, her dad has just started drawing in the last couple of years, and he said that he's realised like he's only just seeing the world. You know, as, as you being an artist, when you see anything, you're picking up like you, you're yeah. drawing everyone you talk to. You're looking yeah. at light and shade and everything like that. So fucking murder, isn't it? It is because you can't turn it off. Once it's there, you can't turn it yeah. off. And so it, he's always had that. So it's interesting to now he's really really pushing and painting every day you know you know it's almost like the work you produce is irrelevant isn't it it's the way that you're viewing the world and this is just like a little bit of um 
I always think of it like a, an exhale. You know, you've inhaled all of this and you need to get some of it out. Um, and probably it's a small percentage that you can get out just with the amount of hours you have in a day, you okay. know. Um, and Matt, do you know where Matt got into Yeah, it? So, so I met Matt um, about probably 10 years ago. We both learnt to tattoo together. Um, so we learnt from Jason Butcher and Leanne Mole. Um, so we'd, we'd done our apprenticeship together. So he'd done his first tattoo the day before I'd done mine. Oh, nice. Um, and where was that? Where, where did you say? Uh, Chelmsford. Okay. Yeah, so um, we were super lucky to learn from like amazing artists. Yeah, I'm sorry and, I don't know um, the tattoo world. Yeah, no, no, exactly. But yeah, no they're, no, they're amazing. So it's like, you know, it wasn't even that they taught us to tattoo. It was way more than that. You know, it was like yeah. a, a mindset, a way, a way, a way of thinking. Yeah. And Jason would get obsessed with any with anything, you know. So it's kind of he got into chess. Now he's got like a Russian chess coach. <laughs> he's now into frisbee, Brilliant. but he's like Brilliant. you know obviously yeah. ridiculous at it. Um, so it's trying to push that mindset of it's you know how you do how you do anything is how you do everything, yeah. or the other way around, you know. But um, so we were super lucky to learn off of some good people, and then I opened this this place last year um and it was kind of a natural thing for matt to be here as well um and did you open it as a an ink studio or an art studio or both yeah it's both it's both yeah because i I was i I would work half time half of my time at immortal ink and then half time i had another another art studio and it was locked down here and at I knew I wanted to do this anyway, and then lockdown hit. It was just kind of the thing of I loved being in my house, become my art studio. It looked my house looked like this and was just covered, you know. I know exactly. What you're yeah, about. exactly. <laughs> so it's that thing of like, I need I need my own space yeah. to just be able to cover it and not be disrespectful to someone else's space as well, you know. Yeah. Um, but I love it. It's been it's been a massive game changer. having this place that's the ultimate for me though honestly I love it like this is a five minute walk from my house so it's almost like it's in my house but the the absolute ultimate for me is my the whole house is it like if I'm walking to the toilet I can do a bit of painting on the on the way or whatever (laughs) you know or um just to be able to be constantly constantly in it um I love but it's it's nice to have a separation as well I suppose (laughs) Yeah, you no, know. I bet the other half is... Uh, yeah, is she likes it. Well. And there's still art stuff everywhere. There's still easels everywhere. So it's like, it's got it's got to happen. Well, some of the work you're creating, personally, at the moment, you've got a large self-portrait, yeah. a portrait of your wife, and a portrait of your new child. Yeah. So I don't know if they are going to be a part of this next question, but which piece that you've created do you think has got the strongest emotional connection? Um, yeah, I... These ones, because you know, not only it's always the ones you're working on, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but especially because of what they are, you know, it's it's your family, isn't it? So it's that kind of really trying to. It's, they're, I suppose, fairly stressful to do as well, because <laughs> it's kind of especially seeing how perfect Kerry made a person. Now I have to try and do the same. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, so no pressure. But yeah, de- definitely these ones. It's kind of it's happened quite naturally, actually. Of well, it, it was more like the need, like I have to make some, I have to make portraits. Yeah. Once she was born, which was I didn't have that before. Um, just in, like I've always worked figuratively, but I've never wanted it to be of the per of a person. Yeah. 
Um, and then while she was pregnant, I, I was working on this one. Um, I called it Mother Nature. So it's, it's a figure that's growing out of the earth and is is pregnant. So at the time of doing that, that that's about how pregnant she was. Um, so it's quite interesting now to have that and then the actual baby out. But because the one of Florence is she's right in the middle and quite alone. So a lot of it was trying to think of at some point, you know, as your kids are getting older, like at some point, hopefully she'll be able to fend for herself and, yeah. you know, we'll, she'll go out on, a, on her own in the world in a way, you know, and well, she's so vulnerable right now and on her own in the middle of the canvas. Or the way we're looking at her, she is laying on her back, looking sort of up at possibly like two o'clock, if you like, yeah. at an angle. And, you know, y- your wife's next to her at, at that at angle, isn't she, you know? Yeah. Are they going to be shown together or are they separate entities? Well, they started off as separate entities, but since working on them, I feel like they need to be one piece, actually. And especially when they are together, I, I think it, um, I think they have to be together, basically. Yeah. So it's a very similar palette as well. I'm working, I'm working with them. Uh, as, as we've been sitting here talking about your work and I've been looking at it, I'm trying to figure out whether the figures are in the dark or coming into the light. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it is whether they're sort of stepping back or stepping forward. Yeah. And it is definitely the, the light that's triggering your your baby. Well, you've got to get the same light on your wife, uh, yeah. on your partner. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly that. It's, that. That's the thing that that is sort of, that does fascinate me is that kind of, well, one of the things anyway, visually, how light creates an object, basically, and how darkness creates that, yeah. that object. So the, the one, of, one of Kerry, I came home from the studio um, and saw, saw her laying like that, basically, and I was like, oh, that's fucking perfect. So I like, stood on the bed with the camera and tried yeah, to get... Weird. Not weird. And it obviously, freak, obviously freaked her out. Um, and she wasn't super happy about it. <laughs> um, so that wasn't the picture I got because the picture I got was her more getting up like what yeah, the fuck yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's normal if you live with me that if you sit there long enough I will draw you you yeah. know um, so this is 2.0 of me actually getting her to pose for me yeah. um, but it's super like, so I've been doing lots of work from life of her like lots of sketches so I went through and done like a sketch a, sketch a night of her it's really trying understand you know understand the fact and I draw Florence most days as well and the thing is the camera wouldn't get that you can't get it either would it no and exactly that with the light at night because you can't pick up their you can't pick up them colours you probably could but you would have to be a fucking good photographer yeah and I'm not a fucking good light crew yeah and I'm not and I don't and it's and I really want to pick up like what my eyes are seeing yeah so it's that thing of trying to because I said it to her earlier she's like pretty weird because I was like when I come home I'll just sit and look look at like the <laughs> colour like what actual colour is her skin because then that tree isn't brown and green no of a night it's now orange green. because of the light yeah. or it's yeah exactly and trying to forget that skin is this colour because right now she's purple it will be glazes but when you actually look at her skin in that in that tone because it's mostly she's mostly lit by an orange light so it will be lit differently to Florence but it's uh, yeah you have to kind of forget what you think skin is you know so it's yeah it's interesting so going back when did you first use metal as your canvas uh it was probably about four four years ago well way before that actually i started scratching coke cans 
because I used to use yeah. I, I used to um, like a dry point print and then I didn't have a press anymore so I was like I want to scratch something and I want to <laughs> like how can I do it so then I started scratching like diet coke cans that were yeah, black yeah. and then that turned into metal shelves uh, and then they got bigger and bigger and bigger basically but I would I would love to work huge side of a boat yeah I'd love to I'd love to be able to do like a side of a building nice. and because they like this is galvanised steel but then I've got some outside um, that's not galvanised so it's like trying to work with kind of like a tattoo of, of you know if you're tattooing and you're putting two lines parallel to each other you have to think about how's that going to age how are they going to blend in with yeah, each other yeah. it's still got to work as things will spread and as things lighten so it's I'd like to work on something outdoors so that I have to think about how it ages, you know, or how it will rust and how yeah. it would... So I'd love to do something big with metal, you know, so... And I think rust would be the key part. I think so, steel, I think, because, like, I don't know if you can see out there, but, like, a lot of my work is outside and trying to... A lot of it depends on the weather, you know, and leaving it outside, letting it, some bits rust, pulling it in at the right time, you know. Um, would you paint over that rust? Yeah, so usually I'd, I'd put some kind of lacquer over it to seal it, seal it in, then I'll start working over the top of it. That's the plan for that one. And do you enhance the rust, as in force it to... Sometimes, it depends. Like when I got the metal shelving units, um, a lot of them were rusty, and it would, and I would really try and break, break that rust into it even more, yeah. you know. So it's, it depends on the piece, really. But I like that... It's not all completely made by me, you know. It, a lot of it is, it is naturally made. It's like if I was trying to make the shape of rust, it would look unnatural, yeah, you know. But it's kind of doing its own thing in that way. And one of the questions I have here is: if there was you and five other artists, past and present, what would your ideal group show be? It's tougher than that, especially as. Work as a yeah. If I use it as Edgar Arts is, is yeah. you, or yeah, you know, yeah, because I work, I feel like it has to be shown together. It makes sense when it's together, you know. Yeah, it's a tough one. Probably everyone that I would want to, that I love their work, it would just probably make me feel shit about my work <laughs> being next to. Yeah. But like, I love Francis Bacon, you know. Yeah. I love like, I love Francis Bacon. I love, I love that kind of post Second World War work. Yeah. A lot of like Bekzensky. Um, Lucian Freud, that kind of because there's definite darkness with them as well of like the you know the horrible times that they've been that they've lived through. Some people like that, um, but yeah, because everything that I make isn't it is a thing that isn't uh, an actual use, if you know what I mean. It's yeah. it doesn't serve a purpose in in some way. That, so I do love architecture for that thing that it's it's lived in. So I feel like a lot of um, my favourite my favorite work is architecture to be honest um it's more like the buildings it would be in i suppose is the interesting thing to me so would you would you work on something that is visually architectural whether it be like a a garage door or a piece of metal roofing zinc roofing or something yeah yeah i think so it's kind of like i went for a stage of doing a lot of stuff that was very like brutalist i really like i really like that kind of um Obviously, there's a lot in London, um, like the Barbican and, and areas like that, and and then a lot in like uh, Eastern Europe and stuff like that. That kind of that kind of thing I really love. But then I love the real modern 
it's almost like a bird's nest, but uh, a futuristic yeah. version yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of, I like a lived-in area in that way. So, yeah, I didn't really answer your question, but it's a tough one, isn't it? <laughs> Do you know Ken Karen, a I'm Scottish sure. artist? He does figures coming out of darkness, but they have a strong light on them. It sounds like it'll be up my street anyway. As soon as you see it, you'll, you'll see where I'm going with it. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and a lot of them as well is quite like a tighter Francis Bacon as well, yeah. right? It's definitely got yeah. that kind of feeling. Yeah, I love them. Um, it's really cool. What has Edgar Arts got coming up? Um, so we're doing the uh, we're doing an exhibition, the New Artist Fair in Brick Lane, in a couple of weeks. It's the twenty third to the twenty fifth of September. Are you showing individually or or as Edgar Arts? We're showing as Edgar Arts, so we've got um, we've got a twelve meter space for it. Nice. So that'd be cool. I've, I've got a triptych that I haven't shown yet that I'd like to. The one I said that is sort of like ten feet wide. Yeah. Seven foot tall. Matt is showing a lot of his um, of his new um, MDF stuff that hasn't been shown yet, yeah. and, and Jay's showing his oil paintings. Um, so we've got that. We've, we're in the um, the Royal West of England open exhibition nice. show, and then another exhibition next month that hasn't been announced yet. So I can't really say it publicly I don't think <laughs> because he's told me not to but um, but yeah uh, an exciting thing next month as well nice. um, that would we'll be showing work in and that's all and three of you that, well. that one's just me oh, okay. um, but there'd be a lot more coming up with all of us nice. yeah. so the one at, at Brick Lane for the yeah. new artist fair I first see you a couple of months ago well, when, when I met all three of you at Brighton um, you were all showing there it was very probably the, the hub of the exhibition. It was the Talented Art Fair. There was a hundred or so artists and yours was easily the busiest really, thank store, you. wasn't it? It was, ni- it was nice. We had a lot of people come down. Um, people that get tattooed by us as well. Yeah. You know, so it, w- it was nice that they've supported us with every- like everything we do. All of the people that get tattooed uh, are there, which is brilliant. Nice. You know, it's like they're... And be- I think it's because they've all seen the work in progress a hundred percent they've seen it in progress um and a lot of it as well will be like oh, i found this technique on the metal i'm going to put that into your tattoo <laughs> you know yeah, so yeah, they've yeah. seen the progress of it so it's it's cool that we have that support so we've we've got a lot of people coming to the london one as well um as Do you know where you are at the new artist fair whether you're at the front or the back we're so we've heard that it's in rows and we're along the back wall so we're filling up that whole back wall apparently like last time we brought a lot of work and then ended up being able to scatter it around the place as well, you yeah. know, because as you've seen in the studio, we fill it up. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, so. your work is, I mean, Matt's work is probably a metre by 700, would you say? Yeah, The ones that. we're looking at over there. Yeah. Jay's work is probably around about a metre square-ish yeah. or thereabouts. Yeah. And well, then you take the piss and... Definitely take the piss. <laughs> <laughs> and as we've said, yours are round about seven foot by three yeah maybe even four foot square yeah some so yeah you'll be uh you'll be taking up the space yeah greedy <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what you're going to be taking there what what people are expecting to see so i think i'm gonna the, the triptych is quite a um 
an imposing face basically but it painted in this studio it was kind of I had to walk out into the car park to be able to see it if you know because I mean, it's too you're too close so I think I'm going to bring that and then either side of it I've, I've got a, a male figure and then a female figure um, so I think they're going to go on either side either side of that and um, is all the work for sale that, that all three of you have it is yeah do any of you do prints of your artwork yeah yeah we do prints of everything um, Will they be on display? Or? Yeah, yeah, we'll have prints there. Excellent. Um, and where can people find Edgar Arts, be it social media, website? Yeah, we've got a website. Um, it's just edgararts.com. And uh, on Instagram, Edgar Arts. And we've all got, uh, once you go on there, you'll find our individual ones as well. So They splinter off. That's it, yeah. Right, Luke, that's all my questions asked. Lovely. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Well, Hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ministry of Arts podcast. So we wasn't dictated to by advertisers, we decided from the offset to go ad-free, which means obviously we had to self-fund. So we set up the Ministry of Arts Patreon page. And without that support, we would not be able to produce this podcast. So if you like what you hear and you're able to support the podcast, just go over to the Ministry of Arts Instagram profile. You'll find a Linktree drop-down box which will direct you straight to our Patreon page. And for the price of a cup of coffee, you can help keep us growing week by week. But if you're not able to do that, that's fine because this content is free for everyone. But leaving a review on whichever platform you listen to your podcast, that really does help us get noticed and anyone else looking for an art podcast. Or even giving us a positive shout out on your social media. Everything is appreciated. But either way, thanks for listening. And until next week, sad on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.
Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.